Today is the 15th day of December 2020. Welcome to PsalmsCast. I am Denise. Do you have a lot on your plate this week? The December holidays are in full swing with today being the fifth day of Hanukkah and Christmas is just 10 days away. Many of our routines tend to get jumbled with work holiday parties, gathering with small groups, families coming and going, getting the house ready for guests, and travel to and from and such. However, this year is yet again different. Many are struggling with restrictions, unemployment, and loneliness. The joy and the hope that many look forward to all year long is absent because all of the activities are gone that represent celebrating joy and hope. Many are like, what is the point? Oh, friends, there is a point in seeking to find the author and the giver of hope and joy. Today, we will enter into the presence of Yahweh, Lord God Almighty. How? Through His living word, as we travel through our five psalms today, come, Set aside the busy for a bit and allow God to wash some of the weariness and loneliness off of you. Allow Him to place a mantle of joy and hope around you. Today we journey through Psalm 15, Psalm 45, Psalm 75, Psalm 105, and Psalm 135. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. At the end of today's podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, we are exploring Leviticus chapter 26 as we chase down another scripture reference to a yoke. So let's take a brief moment to center ourselves and invite the Lord to be the focus. Father in heaven, we come humbly into this place seeking you. We ask that you would pour into our life your truth. We are desperate, Father. We desire hope. We desire peace. And we desire joy. Not man's, but yours. Please open our minds and open our hearts to all that you have for us today. Allow our lives to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit through your life-giving words. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 15, a description of the godly, a psalm of David. Lord, who can dwell in your tent? Who can live on your holy mountain? The one who lives blamelessly, practices righteousness, and acknowledges the truth in his heart who does not slander with his tongue, who does not harm his friend or discredit his neighbor, who despises the one rejected by the Lord, but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps his word whatever the cost, who does not lend his silver at interest or take a bribe against the innocent. The one who does these things will never be shaken." Psalm 45, a royal wedding song. My heart is moved by a noble theme as I recite my verses to the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. You are the most handsome of men. Grace flows from your lips. 
Therefore, God has blessed you forever. Mighty warrior, strap your sword at your side. In your majesty and splendor, in your splendor, ride triumphantly in the cause of truth, humility, and justice. May your right hand show your awe-inspiring acts. Your sharpened arrows pierce the hearts of the king's enemies. The people fall under you. Your throne, God, is forever and ever. A scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of justice. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of joy more than your companions. Myrrh, aloes, and cassia perfume all your garments. From ivory palaces, harps bring you joy. King's daughters are among your honored women. The queen, adorned with gold from Ophir, stands at your right hand. Listen, daughter, pay attention and consider. Forget your people and your father's house, and the king will desire your beauty. Bow down to him, for he is your lord. The daughter of Tyre, the wealthy people, will seek your favor with gifts. In her chamber, the royal daughter is all glorious, her clothing embroidered with gold. In colorful garments, she is led to the king. After her, the virgins, her companions, are brought to you. They are led in with gladness and rejoicing. They enter the king's palace. Your sons will succeed your ancestors. You will make them princes throughout the land. I will cause your name to be remembered for all generations. Therefore, the peoples will praise you forever and ever. Psalm 75 God judges the wicked. We give thanks to you, God. We give thanks to you, for your name is near. People tell about your wondrous works. When I choose a time, I will judge fairly. When the earth and all its inhabitants shake, I am the one who studies its pillars. I say to the boastful, do not boast, and to the wicked, Do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn against heaven or speak arrogantly. Exultation does not come from the east, the west, or the desert. For God is the judge. He brings down one and exalts another. For there is a cup in the Lord's hand, full of wine blended with spices, and he pours from it. All the wicked of the earth will drink draining it to the dregs. As for me, I will tell about him forever. I will sing praise to the God of Jacob. I will cut off all the horns of the wicked, but the horns of the righteous will be lifted up. Psalm 105 God's Faithfulness to His People Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Proclaim his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell about all his wondrous works. Boast in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. 
Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face always. Remember the wondrous works He has done, His wonders, and the judgments He has pronounced. You offspring of Abraham, His servant, Jacob's descendants, His chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments govern the whole earth. He remembers His covenant forever, the promise He ordained for a thousand generations, a covenant He made with Abraham, swore to Isaac, and confirmed to Jacob as a decree and to Israel as a permanent covenant. I will give the land of Canaan to you as your inherited portion. When they were a few in number, very few indeed, and resident aliens in Canaan, wandering from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their behalf. Do not touch my anointed ones or harm my prophets. He called down famine against the land and destroyed the entire food supply. He had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with shackles. His neck was put in an iron collar until the time his prediction came true. The word of the Lord tested him. The king sent for him and released him. The ruler of the people set him free. He made him master of his household, ruler over all his possessions, binding his officials at will and instructing his elders. Then Israel went to Egypt. Jacob lived as an alien in the land of Ham. The Lord made his people very fruitful. He made them more numerous than their foes, whose hearts he turned to hate his people and deal deceptively with his servants. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron whom he had chosen. They performed his miraculous signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness, and it became dark. For did they not defy his commands? He turned their water into blood and caused their fish to die. Their land was overrun with frogs, even in their royal chambers. He spoke, and insects came, gnats throughout their country. He gave them hail for rain and lightning throughout their land. He struck their vines and fig trees and shattered the trees of their territory. He spoke and locusts came, young locusts without number. They devoured all the vegetation in their land and consumed the produce of their land. He struck all the firstborn in their land, all their first prodigy. Then he brought Israel out with silver and gold, and no one among his tribes stumbled. Egypt was glad when they left, for the dread of Israel had fallen on them. He spread a cloud as a covering and gave a fire to light up the night. They asked, and he brought quail, and satisfied them with bread from heaven. He opened a rock, and water gushed out. It flowed like a stream in the desert, for he remembered his holy promise to Abraham his servant. He brought his people out with rejoicing. 
his chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the land of the nations, and they inherited what other people had worked for. All this happened so that they might keep his statutes and obey his instructions. Hallelujah. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 135. The Lord is great. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, you servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises to His name, for it is delightful. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for Himself, Israel as His treasured possession. For I know that the Lord is great, Our Lord is greater than all gods. The Lord does whatever He pleases in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all the depths. He causes the clouds to rise from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings the wind from His storehouses. He struck down the firstborn of Egypt, both people and animals. He sent signs and wonders against you, Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his officials. He struck down many nations and slaughtered mighty kings, Sion, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, and all the kings of Canaan. He gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to his people Israel. Lord, your name endures forever. Your reputation, Lord, through all generations. For the Lord will vindicate His people and have compassion on His servants. The idols of the nations are of silver and gold, made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear. Indeed, there is no breath in their mouth. Those who make them are just like them, as are all who trust in them. House of Israel, bless the Lord. House of Aaron, bless the Lord. House of Levi, bless the Lord. You who revere the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord from Zion. He dwells in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Today's calendar reminder for me to ponder is this. Lord, inspire and motivate me to work in the land that you have entrusted to me. Land means not only property, but can mean a project or work. When a farmer has a plot of land, he has to decide what to plant where. If he's running around doing other stuff instead of getting out there into the land walking the dirt, letting it sift through his fingers, tilling the soil, planting seeds, checking rainfall and supplementing irrigation as needed, pulling weeds. He will have a sorry return for all of his efforts. The Lord has a purpose for each one of us. For me, along the journey of life, I have worn many hats. For 25 years, that land was being a full-time mom 
in-home educator with a bunch of odd jobs here and there as the Lord provided for the needs of educating our sons. Every single year, the tilling of that soil looked different because our children had ever-changing needs, struggles, and challenges. Yet, God was faithful even when we were not. And yes, we learned a lot by falling flat on our faces. And our children learned that their parents were human, that they made mistakes, and that accepting discipline, while it tastes awful, is much faster and easier to get past than engaging in useless activities of grumbling, complaining, or blaming others for our own stupidity. God has always been faithful and has shown us great kindness when we have repented and cried out to Him to help us, always. The current land that the Lord has given me to work is this podcast. Each evening is the time where I get real with recording. Obviously, the reading part is not burdensome. It can be challenging if my tongue will not cooperate with the words or if the words jump around on the page. That's a dyslexia thing. It is rare to read an entire psalm in one take. I'm so aware that it is such a privilege and a responsibility to speak God's word correctly. The challenges are each day's introduction as well as this part. Being real about life, living transparently, that God can take a person with no training and raise them up to do a work that he desires to be done. If the person is willing to step out in faith and follow his leading, trusting and waiting for him to direct which way to go, and believing that he will provide, since March 2019, he has. Hello, my name is Denise, and I never, ever imagined that I'd be doing this crazy, audacious daily thing. But God has walked me through each and every challenge, providing what I needed as I needed it. And I never know what is around the bend. I just keep reading and listening and sharing. COVID has impacted how PsalmsCast is created. I used to have the whole day to jump on and off my desktop computer, which is in our living room, to study, to record a psalm or two, and then after dinner, stitch the segments together and send it off into the airwaves before going off to bed. My beloved now works from home five days a week, eight to 10 hours a day at our dining room table with business calls happening throughout the day. Working at the desktop just eight feet away, (laughs) it doesn't work out well for either of us. And now the Lord has filled a couple of days each week with outside of the home employment, which has been an amazing blessing for such a time as this, which means the whole podcast thing happens after dinner. Some days, everything comes together quickly, (laughs) and other days, not so much. Pre-COVID, I used to get panicky that if I didn't have the podcast 
upload it before midnight in my time zone, I was not doing something correctly. But with COVID, I've had to pivot. I've had to learn new ways to do things. So if I don't get the podcast done before bedtime, I just finish the podcast in the morning. The area that challenged me the most is being real. Yes, I do pray before we get into the Psalms. And then at the end, after this chatty part, prayer is actually more important than any of my blah, blah. Our Lord sees every single one of us. And gosh, oh gosh, He really, truly cares and He wants to help us. But we have to do our part by communicating to Him, communicating with Him. And that, honestly, is what prayer is all about. It's just talking to Daddy God. And by the way, I remember the first time I heard my friend pray and call the Lord Daddy God. I was blown away. That is so intimate. And yet, that is what Jesus modeled and prayed in the garden. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Abba means daddy. Friends, my earthly dad had many flaws, but he bent over backwards to help his left-handed daughter learn how to write, although he was right-handed. And he helped me to learn to tell time patiently when my brain just could not figure out the difference between the big hand and the little hand on an analog clock. He spent hours quizzing me on my multiplication tables, especially the sixes, the sevens, and the eights that my brain struggled with grasping. He would look at my struggles and then think and consider how best to help me grasp and retain the knowledge. If my earthly sinful father would invest in my development in this way, is it unreasonable to believe that my heavenly father wouldn't want to assist me with my questions about life? It is so easy for me to praise the Lord because I am breathing and because it is His joy that is sustaining me. Even in the moments of doubt, in the moments of what if and which way is the right one, we are absolutely living in a society today that does not revere Daddy God. But God will not be mocked. And so far, His track record of fulfilling His promises are spot on. The only one that has not happened is Jesus has not returned to the earth. So until he does, I will keep reading, praying, and praising, watching the sky, and waiting for his soon return. Maranatha. Gracious, merciful Father, thank you. We thank you for the power of your living word that you have provided for us here today in the Psalms. We thank you that in the midst of our hard moments, you are reminding us of all that you did in Jacob's time 
to ensure that his offspring would continue to thrive, although millions around the world would be wiped out by the devastating famine that you allowed to come on the earth. Yes, decades before that famine hit, you caused one of Jacob's own sons to be sent into bondage. His own brothers placed the yoke of slavery on their brother and sold him for silver. Joseph was shackled and imprisoned for something he did not do until you brought him forth. You revealed the meaning of Pharaoh's dream along with the plan of how to prepare for that famine. And as a result, Jacob and his family were welcomed into Egypt where they thrived and grew more numerous than the Egyptians. So the Egyptians oppressed and abused them until you brought forth Moses. Lord, today in the midst of our hard places, we need it to hear that you always, always have a plan that is in play, often decades before it happens. You, Lord, know the end from the beginning. You know the future. You know how the story ends along with what each chapter along the way has within. We are so caught up in the here and now of all the yuck, the hard, and the uncomfortable. Yet there is still so much more to be done. Show us how to engage others about salvation, about Jesus, and about eternity. Every choice and every decision we are making right now matters. The book of Revelation in your word says, that many will be deceived. Help us, Father, to draw closer and closer to you, to know that it is safe to call you Daddy God because you have adopted each one of us when we believe that Jesus is the only way to you. Lord, it was you who created us. You know the language that each of us understand. Open our ears to you. Open our eyes to your fingerprint in our life. Inspire us to shout a joyful noise unto you, Lord, to tell everyone about what you are doing in our life and to invite others to come and to share the saving grace of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you would continue this work that you have begun in us. We are hungry and we are thirsty to know you more and more. Enable us to fully know, to fully comprehend, and fully receive all that you are placing in our life today. Holy Spirit, we humbly ask that you would be active in our lives, teaching us, pointing out, directing us to that stuff we need to get rid of out of our life today because it does not bring glory to the Father. We ask in Jesus' holy name, amen. So prayer requests, friends, would you join with me in covering these prayer needs? Ivany is in the hospital suffering from complications of COVID. He is a fighter and he has been going through a lot since April. He has four daughters who are waiting for their dad to come home. So as we petition the Lord for his healing mercies for Ivany, 
Let's also surround his girls with a hedge of prayer for protection and provision while he is recovering. And continue to pray for Peggy, for her dementia, and for her shoulder situation. Now, if you want to go deeper into God's Word, at the very end of the podcast today, we're in Leviticus chapter 26. This is a powerful chapter. It is God that has broken the yoke of oppression, of slavery, and sin. But woe if we despise or rebel against Him. He is quick to discipline. If you would like to connect, to make comments, to ask questions, to request prayer, or to ask for a free Bible, if you're in the United States, call or text. The number is 470-240-1509. If you're not in the United States, I encourage you to use WhatsApp. It's like a texting program, and it's free. And our WhatsApp number is one 470 2401509 You can also connect or message through social media. Psalmscast is on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe and Parlor. So in closing, remember this thought from today's reading in Psalm 75. As for me, I will tell about him forever. I will sing praise to the God of Jacob. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you. I am praying for you, and God willing, I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Leviticus chapter 26. O friends, that our ears could hear the heart of Father God, this chapter It is the message the Lord gave to Moses and Aaron to instruct the newly freed slaves of Egypt. For generation after generation of those who were descendants of Jacob, whom the Lord God changed his name to Israel, that is why we often hear the name of Jacob and the name of Israel together. As a person, they were one, and from Jacob... The whole Hebrew nation became known as the Israelites, and the land the Lord brought them into eventually, after a 40-year boondoggle because of their stupidity, was Canaan. The Lord gave the entire land of Canaan into the Israelites' hands. When they obeyed what the Lord God said, blessings, power, and strength were with them. And when they rebelled, O friends, The Lord was swift to discipline them. And oftentimes, the people, instead of being repentant and asking God's forgiveness, they shook their fists at God and blamed God for their hardships instead of owning that it was their own rebellion that caused the fallout. We have heard two psalms today that recounts God's amazing provision for this massive group of slaves a people with an oppressive yoke of bondage crushing down on them. And yet God provided a way for them not only to leave Egypt, but to leave it, load it down with the gold and silver. 
because the Egyptians piled their riches into the arms of their former Hebrew slaves, and they begged them to leave. But the people who had lived their entire lives as slaves under the oppressive yoke of their Egyptian masters, they were like babies. They had no idea how to manage or rule themselves. We're talking about millions of adults, plus the children. And Moses and Aaron were tasked with educating these people how God wanted them to behave, how God wanted them to act, and how God wanted them to walk forward in freedom and in victory. Listen carefully as I read. What the Lord has set forth here is a pattern that we would be wise to learn the right way from the get-go instead of experiencing the pain of the Lord's discipline on ourselves and on our children. So as I read, simply let God's words wash over you and through you and trust the Holy Spirit to unpack it for you. Remember, the purpose of this section is for you to learn personally from the Holy Spirit how you are to apply God's truth in your life today. Leviticus chapter 26, Covenant Blessings and Discipline Do not make worthless idols for yourself. Set up a carved image or sacred pillar for yourself or place a sculpted stone in your land to bow down to it. For I am the Lord your God. Keep my Sabbaths and revere my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If you follow my statutes and faithfully observe my commands, I will give you rain at the right time, and the land will yield its produce, and the trees of the field will bear their fruit. Your threshing will continue until grape harvest, and the grape harvest will continue until sowing time. You will have plenty of food to eat and live securely in your land. I will give peace to the land, and you will lie down with nothing to frighten you. I will remove dangerous animals from the land, and no sword will pass through your land. You will pursue your enemies, and they will fall before you by the sword. Five of you will pursue a hundred, and a hundred of you will pursue ten thousand. Your enemies will fall before you by the sword. I will turn to you, make you fruitful, and multiply you, and confirm my covenant with you. You will eat the old grain of the previous year and will clear out the old to make room for the new. I will place my residence among you and I will not reject you. I will walk among you and be your God and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt so that you will no longer be their slaves. I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to live in freedom. But if you do not obey me and observe all these commands, if you reject my statutes and despise my ordinances and do not observe all my commands and break my covenant, then I will do this to you. I will bring terror on you 
wasting disease and fever that will cause your eyes to fail and your life to ebb away. You will sow your seed in vain because your enemies will eat it. I will turn against you so that you will be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you will rule over you and you will flee even though no one is pursuing you. But if after these things you will not obey me, I will proceed to discipline you seven times for your sins. I will break down your strong pride. I will make your sky like iron and your land like bronze, and your strength will be used up for nothing. Your land will not yield its produce, and the trees of the land will not bear their fruit. If you act with hostility toward me and are unwilling to obey me, I will multiply your plagues seven times for your sins. I will send wild animals against you that will deprive you of your children, ravage your livestock, and reduce your numbers until your roads are deserted. If in spite of these things you do not accept my discipline, but act with hostility toward me, then I will act with hostility toward you. I also will strike you seven times for your sins. I will bring a sword against you to execute the vengeance of the covenant. Though you withdraw into your cities, I will send a pestilence among you, and you will be delivered into enemy hands. When I cut off your supply of bread, ten women will bake your bread in a single oven and ration out your bread by weight so that you will eat but not be satisfied. And if in spite of this you do not obey me but act with hostility toward me, I will act with furious hostility toward you. I will also discipline you seven times for your sins. You will eat the flesh of your sons. You will eat the flesh of your daughters. I will destroy your high places, cut down your shrines, and heap your lifeless bodies on the lifeless bodies of your idols. I will reject you. I will reduce your cities to ruins and devastate your sanctuaries. I will not smell the pleasing aroma of your sacrifices. I also will devastate the land so that your enemies who come to live there will be appalled by it. But I will scatter you among the nations and I will draw a sword to chase after you. So your land will become desolate and your cities will become ruins. Then the land will make up for its Sabbath years during the time it lies desolate, while you are in the land of your enemies. At that time, the land will rest and make up for its Sabbaths. As long as it lies desolate, it will have the rest that it did not have during your Sabbath when you live there. I will put anxiety in the hearts of those of you who survive in the lands of their enemies. The sound of a wind-driven leaf will put them into flight, and they will flee as one who flees from a sword, 
and fall though no one is pursuing them. They will stumble over one another as if fleeing from a sword, though no one is pursuing them. You will not be able to stand against your enemies. You will perish among the nations. The land of your enemies will devour you. Those who survive in the lands of your enemies will waste away because of their iniquity. They will also waste away because of their ancestors' iniquities along with theirs. But when they confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their ancestors, their unfaithfulness that they practiced against me, and how they acted with hostility towards me, and I acted with hostility towards them and brought them into the land of their enemies. And when their uncircumcised hearts are humbled and they make amends for their iniquity, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob. I will also remember my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham. And I will remember the land. For the land abandoned by them will make up for its Sabbath by lying desolate without the people while they make amends for their iniquity because they rejected my ordinances and abhorred my statutes. Yet in spite of this, while they are in the land of their enemies, I will not reject or abhor them so as to destroy them and break my covenant with them since I am the Lord their God. For their sake, I will remember the covenant with their ancestors, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt in the sight of the nations to be their God. I am the Lord. These are the statutes, ordinances, and laws the Lord established between himself and the Israelites through Moses on Mount Sinai. Oh, oh, that our hearts would have the bandwidth to truly understand all that is here in this chapter. First of all, let's consider the verse that brings us to this chapter. It's verse 13. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt so that you would no longer be their slaves. I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to live in freedom. What does the Lord desire for his people? That we live in freedom and not be slaves. It was God who broke the yoke of the Hebrew slavery and freed them from Egypt. And friends, our God, blessed be his name, gave his only son to come down to earth as a defenseless, humble baby for you. And for me, Jesus gave up everything that is in heaven to endure our puny bodies, to live our experiences in the flesh. He was an infant. He learned to crawl. He learned to walk. He learned to run, just like you and I did. When Jesus fell down and skinned his knee, it bled, just like ours. He grew up in a family of humble means with many brothers and sisters. He learned a trade that Joseph, the man who fathered him and raised Jesus as his own. Jesus provided for his mother Mary as the eldest son, who was tasked with doing so while he was hanging there on the cross. Understand, 
Jesus lived as fully man and fully God. What Jesus did on the cross, bleeding out, which is in fact shedding his innocent blood, is a life-saving act that satisfied the need for blood atonement for sin. Jesus became the sin offering in his death, and it was the Father who raised him from the dead on the third day. Jesus literally broke the yoke of sin's oppressive grip on our life by what he endured. Jesus literally provided a bridge for us to travel, to fellowship and worship the Lord God in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now I want to direct you back to the first three verses here. There is one absolute do not do and two instructions. Keep the Sabbath and revere the Lord's sanctuary. The Lord gave the Israelites a lot of other instructions while Moses was at Mount Sinai because the Lord needed to make an airtight case of do's and don'ts. We have to remember that every single one of those adults there had lived in a culture that worshipped idols. That is what they knew. If you can't conceive, just set up a fertility idol and bow before it until you got pregnant. God said, do not do this. Instead, come to me, pray to me, the living God. Keep my Sabbath, the one day of a week, when you are resting and fellowshipping with me, your creator, your God, and revere my sanctuary. Revere, that means to honor it. Wordhippo.com defines this word to be to regard with great awe or and or devotion. That is how we are to approach the Lord with great awe and devotion. Not a I got to or I have to, but as a wow, what an amazing privilege to be able to. Friends, if I am truthful, doing Psalms Cast podcast day after day after day after day often cramps my selfish desires. I would rather read a book or play some mind-numbing digital game than to think critically about chapters such as this. Day in and day out, does it ever get old? Yes and no. Each month, I read the same 150 Psalms. It is the same message, yet... It is always new to me because my life has advanced by 30 days and I am facing different struggles or I'm just further along in an ongoing struggle. I will reread something that I read last month and I will be blown away at how truly amazing our Lord is to me. Is it wrong for God to keep pressing down on us when we rebel? Our society would say, yes, God is unreasonable. You need to let children sow their oats. Uh, no, you don't. That is Satan's lie. God's way is always best. And for those who read through the Bible in a year, they actually will see that what God has said in this chapter about rebellion actually does happen, not once, but multiple times. 
Do you realize how truly blessed we are today? When Jesus ascended into heaven, he asked the Father to send the Holy Spirit back to us. The Holy Spirit is with you, and it is you and only you who can invite him into the driver's seat of your life. The Holy Spirit is God in us. Our bodies become his temple, which is why in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, while Paul is instructing the believers in Corinth not to engage in sexual immorality like all the other pagans there in Corinth were doing, he said, Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought at a price. So glorify God with your body. And friends, If we have been purchased with a price, that means that we should be a servant to the one who purchased us. That would be the Lord Jesus, who is our God. Remember what Jesus instructs us to do in Matthew 11? Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light.